Welcome to Across the Pond, Marketing Transformed, a podcast that explores ways to transform your business and marketing strategy, whether you are a rising star, entrepreneur, or experienced professional. A show packed with stories to inspire success and build a growth mindset for you and your company. Featuring global brand CMOs, transformation experts, and business founders, your co-hosts, Chris Lawson in London, UK, and Samuel Money across the pond in Philadelphia, USA. Welcome to episode 39 of Across the Pond, Marketing Transformed. My name's Samuel Money. I'm broadcasting live from Philadelphia in the USA, and I'm joined by Chris Lawson in sunny London, UK. Say hi, Chris. Hey, Sam. Not sunny, I'm afraid. That's for certain. Well, but good to speak to you anyway. Are you all right? You got to keep. You, yeah, I'm good. You got to keep up the myth that it's always sunny and <laughs> and shiny in in London, Chris. Yeah. What was that about? Authentic being. Oh being yeah. Honest, integrity. Open. Yeah. Yeah. All of that sort of stuff. Yeah. All of that stuff. Well, you're, you're teeing us up nice, nicely, actually, Chris, because this episode is going to deviate a little bit from the past few as we look to actually wrap up this season of the show. So we're going to just have a have a little dialogue and a re- little bit of reflection to to look back at how we've how we've done, what's happened, what's changed, what we covered and why we covered it. And in, as we've recorded the, the season, a lot has happened in the world. And it's quite fascinating to look back at, at what, what is true about marketing, what is true about modern marketing and how that stands up versus what we may have started off in certain episodes saying and doing and um, challenging ourselves and having a bit of a debate, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a a whole lot to cover. I mean, you you know, you you look back over the the last sort of fourteen weeks, and and when we decided that this season was going to be about the modern marketer, we weren't really anticipating what that would mean as quickly. I think, but but it's also good to know that a lot of the predictions in the first half of the series almost um, helped us form the second half of the series. We wanted to see how we could build that new marketeer from uh, the bottom up. So imagining what they would need to look like to to deal with a sort of a digitally transformed future. Um, They would need to have a personal brand, act with purpose, good relationship with the CIO, be able to naturally manage SaaS businesses. And we're going to use this episode to reflect on that, some of the key takeouts and lessons that we've sort of seen along the side um, and and what we've learned and and it, you know it's fascinating when you think about it. We we started off looking at scale up businesses and some of the lessons that were applied there. The fact that actually as you scale up, it's a bit of a tightrope. You've got to manage cash flow as well as uh, a whole load of other things. Um, but actually, a lot of enterprise organisations needed to. Think about turnaround and be prepared for turnaround. And, and God, I mean, that's come around um, even faster than mm-hmm. we sort of predicted, really. But there's, uh, I would say, a large number of businesses thinking about putting themselves in that turnaround category now. Uh, we then sort of thought that actually a modern marketer or an entrepreneur needs that personal brand, needs to be creative and act with purpose. Um, and that actually the ones that are going to thrive in uncertain times are the ones that actually keep some compassion, some human nature first. It's not all digital. Um, so that was the first half, Sam, at least. 
Yeah, and the the second half, I think we we went into a bit deeper into what a SaaS business is and explained that, but also the value of these um, enterprises, which are really building huge value and solving issues and and pro- creating propositions that really resonate in the in the marketplace. And this balance of being digital but also being modern and um, the idea of leading with compassion and strength and the power of the the leaders and the role models that we emulate in doing modern marketing and ever more so as we've gone through the last few months of 2020, last few months that we've experienced, certainly there's just been an acceleration of how Mm. brands and companies operate and how that's been essentially reset the world of work the world of business is being reset and we feel that it's often for the better we feel that there's actually a way that you can ensure that you're taking care of your employees you're focusing on well-being but also being a more sustainable business a more sustainable brand and this is no longer tree hugging do goody um, you know feeling good type of initiatives. This is multi-million, multi-billion dollar investments in business models, in platforms, in in opportunities that people are now more mindful of how they spend the money, where they spend their money, and this principle of social cause and social good and being a B corporation is no longer something that the fringe do on the niche. This is now becoming front and center of how to do modern marketing. And that yeah. for me is just so exciting to be a marketer in the current times yeah and and i think it's just so fundamental as well isn't it and uh, certainly the the last last couple of months has just really really focused my mind on that so uh so yeah lots to get through then sam so so to start us off uh, i think it'd be really good just to focus on sort of five lessons that you've sort of taken out five reflections that you've seen um as we've gone through yeah, the first one I would start off with is the the idea that we we discussed in one of the earlier episodes in the season um, about startups and scale ups, and it's the this idea of the power of the crowd when raising money, and it's it's actually a story I told of raising money for the business my my wife and I founded. It was a women's apparel retailer called Boutique Larue, which had an online presence, and we essentially were able to raise money faster, easier, and more transparently from hundreds of strangers than we were from our financial institutions. And it was it was fascinating to see how the, the platforms such as Prosper were emerging at the time we were starting the business. And the, the idea of crowdsourcing funding was something that was new at the time has become so mainstream and still there's a challenge in funding organizations funding startups and and you have things um like backstage capital um which is run by a a black woman called arlen hamilton and she has really been calling out the industry for their lack of support for minority diverse um people and their and their ideas but for me that was just the, the, the fascinating power of crowdsourcing again it's not a new thought a new idea but it was at the time revolutionary for us and it really made a difference yeah absolutely a bit a bit ahead of his time as well i would say yeah and i think that's the the thing to be entrepreneurial and we've talked about that through through the season how to just solve problems in a 
perhaps more entrepreneurial way. Um, the second idea actually came soon after. And it was this, uh, in the Scale Up episode, we talked about, well, <laughs> keep calm and actually plan for the future. And I look back at that and it seems a bit prophetic. And just to repeat, I said prophetic, not pathetic. <laughs> Uh, and it, it's thinking about where you are going and where you might invest or where you might cut or change and and how to spend that wisely. And looking back now, having that future-centric lens to your business, is, it's, it's, you're kind of told it and you're supposed to do it, but how many people actually do? And so for me, it was just a, a fascinating aha that this became true in a short space of time. Uh, and in such a visceral way, such a disruptive way. Mm. Third one I would say is... Oh, well, Sam, just before you get on the third one, I think the other thing that struck me there was when we were talking about sort of planning for that future is is around sort of almost imagining where your future is as well. I think that's sort of those point about um, different types of metrics, I think was was really, really valuable. The part I'll call out here was the different take and a different lens on metrics. And as they changed the, the culture of the organization and put everyone on the same salary, they started seeing some different results that, for example, um, there was not before the changes, maybe zero to two babies, you know, only a couple of babies born a year. And that jumped significantly to 40 babies being had. It, it, it shifted the number of people who were able to afford their own home, to invest in their pensions. And so as they measured the impact of the cultural shifts in the organization, it was not just about the dollars and the top and bottom line. It was really about the impact on people and their lives, which I think was so so heartwarming and so great and so valuable. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and it was also fascinating to return back to Dan Price a, a little bit later on in the season when we were all in lockdown um, from COVID-19 and, and just sort of see how that company was responding. And it was responding absolutely fantastically. It was a, it was a, it was a community, wasn't it? It was one for all and all for one, which was just Great to see. Yeah, yeah, and, and then then in the in during the COVID environment and the challenges that we're all facing, what happened was that uh, the best idea that came from the organisation on how to thrive and survive was to do an, an anonymous um, re response in terms of who could take pay pay and wage cuts. And what they saw is that some people took um, small pay cut voluntarily, and other people for, for you know put, said they could go without their entire salary for a period of time because they could afford to do so. So when you have everyone in it together and doing everything they can collectively, it's amazing how powerful that is and how, how much change that has. Mm. So I'll move on to the third one. And I shared the perspective that we are feeling creatures that think. Humans are feeling creatures that think and not vice versa. And a few years when I would share that, that may sound controversial, but I think now more than ever, we really can can appreciate what that means and how that how that manifests. And it's the idea that 75, 80% of our decisions are really subconscious and through our memories and through our past experiences. And only 20% of what we do is actually through our conscious brain. And that means that our decision-making, our, our thought processes, and the way we engage with each other, the way we engage with brands and companies and and, and go through our lives, is it's all wired into us. And that just shifts how we should think about life, the people, and how we work 
together and how we communicate and how we sell and how we market to each other. Yeah, it does. Um, I like that one. What's your next one, Sam? So the fourth one is from episode 34 about modern marketers leading with compassion and strength. And it's that idea of leading with compassion and strength. And in in that show, we, we started off with the 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 aha the realization that a lot of the leaders who are really helping us thrive and succeed like Jacinda Ardern from New Zealand are leading with this compassion and strength and that should be the DNA of every marketer and those are the capabilities and the the competencies that marketers should have and we went into a lot of depth in terms of how that manifests and what does that mean in in being a, a modern marketer and how to how to make that the priority and make that the shift. Some of the things that came out there was that that need to remain creative uh, and collaborate and and foster the mm-hmm. best marketing. That that all comes from that sort of uh, um, compassion and uh, that sort of um, that sort of strength that we get from that. I think that sort of collaborative nature, which which you know, quite frankly, wasn't how it used to be sort of ten years ago. So definitely a definitely a change where I think we're in the middle of it rather than sort of come out the other side of it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, some of the things I talked about in and we talked about in that show, episode is really how to show up and how to operate as a leader, being more patient, focusing on self care, flexible, um, that compassion perspective, focus on really the team, how you communicate with them. Uh, and and just the power of communication overall. So those are some of the themes from that. And then the fifth one I would I would land on is is from a very more recent episode, episode thirty eight, um, embracing your more entrepreneurial side, and it's the story of the Unilever Sustainability Plan, and really the the emphasis on the growth and the rise of B corporations and how that. The idea of doing good for the for the for the community, for the business, but also for the world is is now a balanced um, effect, a balanced approach where you have to do both, and how the commitments to doing that led to billions of euros of savings. But they realised that they weren't changing consumer behaviour enough in terms of helping the environment of using less water. They weren't getting innovation to market quickly enough. They weren't able to measure the impact of their changes. So all the things that they weren't doing well enough. And so what would you do normally? Well, in their case, they doubled down. They've made another commitment for the further 10 years or so. And so that was, for me, so inspiring where these brands, which include brands like Lifebuoy and and more recently Ben & Jerry's, and we know that Ben & Jerry's has always been stood up for social causes and and other brands in their portfolio. So it's great to see that they're really leaning in and seeing the benefits hit the marketplace where they're failing. They're just keeping going and trying even harder. Yeah, nice. I like that. And and, and I think one reflection on those, Sam, that, that was five, wasn't it? I think I got to five. I might have snuck a six in there, Chris. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, okay, probably. <laughs> um, but look, one one reflection, and, and you said it earlier on, this isn't that it's all sort of tree hugging and, uh, you know, slightly airy fairy. I think, you know, although we have talked a lot about purpose and that, that um, nature and that sort of acting with compassion and sort of taking a bit more of an ethical, I, it, this, this is a, this is a proper shift. This is a shift that has to happen. And, and we're seeing it everywhere from the small entrepreneurs to the large enterprises. This, 
doesn't look like it is going to be lip service. This looks like that this is a shift that will be here for the future, which is which is fantastic. It's really encouraging. But, but I think it's important because you can look at this with a perspective that you might have looked at it four or five years ago and just sort of think, well, you know, it's just a, it's a bit feel good. Um, and and it's so much more than that. It has to be so much more than that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's baked into the DNA of the brand and the business, and it's it allows you to take it seriously over the long term and not just a one and done or just a superficial approach. Yeah, exactly. And and we for me, one of my big takeouts, I think, was that we started off talking about growth and scaling up um, businesses and uh, and how tricky that can be, how difficult that can be, and about how cash flow was the number one killer of organizations Mm -hmm. and that you had to be really, really adaptable. And then suddenly we found the environment changing so absolutely um, fast and in some cases uh, for good um, that you realize that the need to be able to turn around your business or to adapt is, is, uh, you know, just a, a, a real critical thing that we've all got to get to grips with. And, and the bottom line is, is that we've seen that. Uh, and the only one thing that is constant is change. You know, that's a, a well-known phrase. But uh, I think the point there is that uh, from a leadership perspective, you you have to be really prepared to adapt and change even quicker than you were before. And we right. saw some great examples from organizations, large and small, um, whether it was en- enterprises or SaaS businesses like Unbiased, through to personal entrepreneurs, through to serial investors. Uh, and they're the ones that stood out for me. We talked about Lego at one end, pivoting to become one of the biggest companies in the, in the world, certainly from a um, toy perspective. And, and we talked about right at the other end, Olio a couple of weeks ago, two female entrepreneurs coming from their corporate roles to actually do some good, but also not being ashamed to try and make a, a profit from doing good at the same time. So um, for me, that was, certainly stood out, that that flexibility, that adaptability, because you know the environment we've been uh, working in over the last sort of six months has probably changed faster than anything we've seen in a decade, if not longer. So um, that that was number one. Yeah, and, and there's a that kind of relies on being empathetic and having that outside in um, openness, really, of, of the philosophy of the organisation, being open to new data and being able to change based on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Second one for me was about leadership in uncertain times. It's really a build, but I, I think it, it, it would cover sort of a, a different point uh, on a number of episodes. We looked at the importance of acting with purpose and the absolute need to establish your personal brand. And mm-hmm. and for me, these two themes collided a bit, really. Uh, don't start on a journey unless you have an idea where you want to get to. But you have to be prepared for that journey not to be straightforward and to be able to adapt. But actually, it's it's better to stand for something than not to stand for anything. And mm-hmm. and uh, thinking around how that personal brand evolves and what you need to sort of consider, I thought that was one of the the, the strongest things that we talked about. We we talked about that blurring of a work and a personal life in your branding, and, and we see that even more now. I mean, it's it's been fascinating reflecting on that where. Actually, the the um, 
you know, literally the walls between your work life and your home life have, have disappeared. And it has enhanced the personality of a, of a lot of leaders and a lot of brands, I think. Um, and yeah. we see that coming through in marketing. Uh, we talked about that sort of inspiration um, from sort of people that we worked with, uh, Bruce Daisley, uh, a friend of mine, uh, ex-VP um, at Twitter, now setting up on his own. A really successful book, really successful podcast, and and you just sort of saw a number of those different examples there. So so that that I thought was a an important one as well. Yeah, and and I just yeah, I'd build on that and saying one as you're talking there, all the the power of authenticity was, was something that we we really. Um, mentioned and, and wanted people to t- to digest and really take hit, take home and really reflect on that really as you say stand for something versus for nothing but it may mean that you're bringing your full self and you're reflecting all your values and all your principles and talking about them owning them and again in the current climate we're seeing that this growth in authenticity but also empathy and really shifting and reflecting those values are now becoming to the fore and so people who perhaps were not so braggadocious and not so it's all about me, it's more about the we, uh, are getting more positive sentiment, but also seen as critical to really reflecting how brands should behave, act, speak and operate in the current climate. So that authenticity piece was huge. Yeah, good, good. Um, glad you agree on that one. Uh, scarcity of resources. Uh, look, even in the most recent episode, we looked at creating a sustainable marketing plan and the fact that an ethical investment requires an ethical marketing plan. But really early on, we looked very much around the need to bootstrap your brand. And now more than ever, that is crucial. Uh, I've seen countless companies achieve more with a 100,000 budget than, than those with a multi-million pound budget. That lack of resources forces you to be creative. And I think we called out a number of good examples of people that have, have been creative, use the power of community, that crowdfunding that you talked about as well, Sam, comes into that mm-hmm. um, as well. Then we something that I thought came back time and time again, really, was we, we, uh, we were discussing the big reset, the future of work. And, and a few right. things come to mind here. Uh, if you haven't started your digital transformation before, I, see, I assume you will have now because everyone has to. <laughs> no, there are still some people, Chris, who are still saying digital transformation. We'll do that next year. We'll do that when we have more important things to, to worry about. We're well, fine as we are. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not entirely sure they'll be around next year if that, if that is the case. And, and of course, you know, that's, that's a sweeping statement and, and some people can uh, can survive without it. But I think we... We've we've all found ourselves in a situation where um, we've we've needed to adapt and think about how the digital future is going to affect our lives um, mm-hmm. and our work and our customer base and our processes. So, so I think it has been encouraging that um, we we've seen more and more people get get on that bandwagon, even if it's just as simple as going, "Oh, do you know what these." These video conferencings aren't, aren't as bad as I thought they were. Actually, maybe, maybe I can let my my team work from home one day a week. You know? <laughs> maybe you can let them work work from home, as opposed to yeah, that, that's the only way they can work, and you have to suck it up and change your old fashioned views and your perspective of you know. I only see, I only believe they're working when I see them, and and all those types of things. Which now I'm so inspired by this shift that the, the a more empathetic way of leading is having to to manifest 
protesters, people have had to adjust, and all the naysayers who didn't support it now is proof that it actually does work. And that's so so great for, for people in the world of work now. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's not just about the the empathy skills. It's also about some of the harder sort of technical skills as well. And and understanding your limitations. We we talked around the need for the uh, the CMO to be very close to the CIO, um, mm-hmm. and and also the importance of understanding SaaS businesses specifically and being able to roll your sleeves up and do as well as um, elevate your thinking and plan. Um, so th- for me, that dynamics of a business is the team um, and the environment you work in, I think, is, has been absolutely fascinating. And uh, uh, I think uh, you know, a lot of people will be better set than they were probably a, a couple of months ago. So final one for me, Sam, is around the diversity of ideas and diversity mm-hmm. of talent. And and actually, you've been a you've been a big part of this uh, for me. And I'll come on to talk about that. But I think that is essential as part of the modern marketers' DNA. It starts with purpose. Uh, it also is that uh, outside in view, um, rather than looking sort of internally all of the time and bringing in diverse voices and being open to change and open to new talent and diverse talent as well. Uh, I talked about before being very proud to be an ambassador for Bain 2020 and how I've sort of taken on some mentoring young talent coming into the industry and looking at diverse backgrounds and, and trying to support that wherever I can. But even even as we've gone through this series and as I reflect over the recent weeks of events um, happening over in the US, it's really made me think that I'm not, I'm, quite frankly, I'm not doing enough. This isn't a project with a tick box. This isn't something that you do and move on. It has to be part of your growth mindset. It has to be about how do you focus on acting with integrity um, mm-hmm. having your eyes open to bias. Um, and if you can change that mindset and you can focus on your bias, you can make a difference and you can make a difference consistently. So I think I've, I've learned a lot from you over this last um, sort of uh, bank of episodes, I think, because I think I've learned that you can't compartmentalize this uh, for, for you Um and this is something that you push against every day or push up against. And that has been quite a fundamental moment for me, just understanding that this isn't, this isn't something you can talk about in one episode and, and not come back to. Um, this, yeah. this is something that we have to all focus on. Yeah, and my philosophy is building people ahead of the P&L and really this idea of being human-centric, people first. And I think now it's becoming easier to articulate that if you invest in empathy, coaching, feedback, really getting getting close to to your customers, close to your people inside and helping them create the strong relationships, having equity to training and development, investing that and making that a priority and, and saying, look, I don't get it or help me learn as a leader. And the one I always say was is a really sobering statement is, you know, the person closest to the data gets to make a decision. What you realize in a lot of these diversity and, and inclusion and bias pieces is there's actually people in the organization who are closer to the situation or have that insight or have experienced that 
that situation. They're just not listened to because mm. they're a junior marketer. They're lower down the food chain. Mm. And so if there's a stereotype in an ad and a junior marketer says, hey, this is not right, the CMO will still press ahead and prove it because they are the big decision maker. And so that's often where I found the challenge is where you raise your voice, it's not listened to. And I think we're shifting now to really be aware of some of the, the undercurrent, uh, the, the challenges and what bias is all about and being open to listen and to hear other people's perspectives and then act on them. And once you start to do that, you'll realize Oh my goodness! I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand it. And you know, this can be, you know, ethnicity. It could be race. It could be gender. I think we all accept the concept of mansplaining is a thing now. And and you know, we've we've seen so many case, cases in point. And so for me, when you see that leadership is now embracing compassion uh, as well as strength, this, this compassion may have been seen as a, a soft or a, a female trait. No, it's it's actually going to make us better leaders, not differently is better leaders and so let's take the best and be better and 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 help ourselves grow and move forward so I'm, I'm really inspired by the fact that you, you've got that in there and as I say I kind of wear that badge 24-7 on my side yeah good 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 and, and the other thing we've tried to do with every episode not just the last 14 of them is is provide something practical um and the so the, the key takeouts that wherever you're a junior member of um, the marketing team or the CMO that you can sort of see something that you can do, and and actually I've really enjoyed applying that to our own brand, our own uh, um, brand across the pond and uh, our podcast, Sam. Um, we always said that we we couldn't really judge where we were going until we got to at least episode twenty. Now we're at. 38 or 39 and, and the feedback we're getting is great so a big thank you to our listeners mm -hmm. it's it's really helped us sort of craft what we do give us confidence to carry on and focus on where we're gonna um, go next um, it's also reminded me that you need to engage your community consistently uh, so we do need the help of our listeners don't we Sam um, yeah 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 how, how can I help us Sam um, they can send money, send checks. <laughs> yeah. They can start. They can start there. Okay, they'll take a million dollars each. That'll help. But in all seriousness, the the what we found invaluable is the feedback and the comments and the the you know that maybe the pushback or the challenge or the questions, and that is great insight. We this is not about us. This is about the audience, and this is about contributing to elevate marketers to provoke existing marketers who are going through their career to be to be better to help solve business challenges to help you move forward in in your work. So the feedback is something that we're we're really um, excited to receive and would love more and more and more and so continue to to yeah. reach out to us with your comments exactly and and where it would be incredibly valuable for us is on itunes or spotify uh you know as as marketeers we we have to um deal with sort of practicalities as well which is where um this will be where new people will discover us um and Therefore, if you haven't had a chance yet to go and rate the, the show, um, we would love you to go and do that. So, um, you know, press pause on the podcast here. We'll play, play some incidental music, open up a new tab, go onto right. iTunes and say, um, um, you know, some nice things. Um, 
yeah, or you say what you like, really. But nice, nice things for good. Well, no, no, yeah, yeah. Say, tell us the truth, which is which is obviously going to be nice things, right? Chris? Right. Okay. Cool. I mean, they they may comment, they may comment on about you, but look, what could be better than a, the show with not one but two British accents exactly. broadcasting live on a weekly basis? Yeah, unless and I think you are in the UK. Well, yeah. yeah, and yeah, so we're doing this internationally. We've, I think we've done it live to get together once we've done a show together. And, and as I say that, that's another one of the challenges we found is actually operating in different time zones and technology challenges. But the, the commitment we've made to put, a, put up an episode each and every week is something that we're really proud of. And as we look over the arc of this season and prior seasons, we're really proud of the work we've done and also looking ahead to, to what comes next. So, Chris, if this is the recap of this past season uh, what what's going to happen next is that is that it is it are we done is are we hanging up our headphones no we're we're, we're definitely not so we, we've planned out the next two seasons actually not that we've actually recorded them yet um but the, the next season season four is going to be about uh trying to get back down to some practicality, some how-to guides on marketing transformation and creating a success. We're going to look at some of the specific areas where the modern marketer is going to need to have in their, their, um, their kit bag. And uh, yeah, some, some examples of that, we're going to be looking mm -hmm. at um, the essential customer experience funnel and, and how you, how you uh, work through a conversion funnel we're going to be looking at behavioral economics and how that's the new standard of marketing and, and what you need to do there. Uh, the, the interaction between product management and marketing and how to successfully navigate that. Mm -hmm. And the, the technology that you're going to need to master in order to, to be successful as well. So, so there, there's a lot going on uh, in season four and and season five, we're we're very much going to be bringing in some of the expert voices that we've we've talked about already uh, to to give us uh, some of their perspective. So, so a lot to look forward to. Hopefully, Sam. Yeah, absolutely. And as as we've shaped the the, the this season and looking ahead to the next season, what we've what we've learned is that there's a power in in really helping build interdependent content and so as you listen to this show and look ahead, look forward to the last show you might be an opportunity to just reflect on on some of the things we've covered and just to make sure that you're aware we aren't writing these and setting these months in advance because in the most recent season there's been a lot of twists and turns we've had to adjust on the fly because as we looked at starting up and scaling up you know do do these companies still hold up one week, two weeks, three weeks later, and we've talked about purpose from the from the get go, and it's great to see that that's becoming more important. So you're going to hear some ideas which maybe seem far off. You're going to hear some things which may challenge your your perspective today. But we encourage you just to roll around in them, do this, do some research from what we share, because you might find that some of these are becoming the new the new fundamentals, and we're going to help you with some of the tips and steps on how to bring that to life and how to make that happen. Yeah, good. Good. And and with that in mind, we're also going to give a website a new liquor paint. Um, all of the transcripts will be on there as well. People have been asking whether um, we're going to produce transcripts and and we've done that as well as some video content. Um, so, yeah, it's going to look good. Um, but look, Sam, time's getting on. Uh, so do you know what? I might I might break with tradition here, Sam. I'm going to say three things that I would like for the um, listener to do at this point in time. Um, the first one is 
if you haven't already paused and uh, you're, a, you're a podcast, please pause it now and leave us a review. Uh, that's going to be uh, very, very good. Um, second is please give us any feedback, any direction that you would like um, in terms of where we go next with the season. And third, just thank you for your continued um, ears. It's, it really is appreciated. Um, sometimes you can feel that uh, you're, you're talking into a, a black hole and to hear that response come back in terms of where it's been valuable and, and how you've seen it apply to your job or your career or your, your change of career is, is great. So thank you for your time, everyone. And we look forward to coming back next week with a new season. Well, before we, we sign off, Chris, I'd like to just do a few a few things. And the first thing is I'd like to thank my wife. I'd like to thank my agent. And I'd like to thank my religious leader. I think that's what they do normally. That's, it's, in, okay. it's usually in that yeah, order. Um, I'll, I'll thank all those people. I'd like to thank you, Chris, because we haven't talked about the fact that this has been a, such a ride, such a great experiment. And this experiment keeps going because we're, we're into it. We're passionate. We're, we're engaged. And it's not easy. It's not straightforward. But we're really working hard to bring this to life. So I do appreciate appreciate you and the contributions that you make in helping me be better and um, putting this together. So for me, it's been a it's been a pleasure. It's been a joy. I'm so jazzed by doing it, and um, I'm excited for the next season. Yeah, looking forward to it too, Sam. As you said, we've got to we've got to get cracking on on the next on the next show. So uh, without further ado, Chris, until next week. Have a great week across the pond. Well, that's it for this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it. Find more by visiting marketingtransform.com and click on the subscribe link. If you listen via Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud or anything else, then click on follow, subscribe or type Marketing Transformed into search. We're a new show, so please leave us a review, comment or ask a question. We'd love to hear from you. Get in touch at marketingtransformedshow at gmail.com.